For some of you, you may not know me. My name is Tony Neal. I'm executive pastor. Uh, if you're visiting here, this is probably the only sermon you'll have to hear from me for a while. So come back. But Pastor Fred has challenged us in recent days. His sermons have challenged us to do three things. Six little words. Love God. Love people. Serve both. Last week he spoke about one another's in scripture. And in preparing today I thought about one another's and one another's require at least one other to do one another's. And I was drawn towards the scripture in Ecclesiastes not because I haven't used it in other places and it quite frankly fits well in weddings but because two or more starting out means that there's another. The world has really messed us up. It started before social media and smartphones and computers separating us. It started before COVID. One another's was not what the world wanted. No, I, I think they would prefer it to be no others. Isolation and selfishness is not God's intent. Proverbs 18.1 says, A man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He rages against all wise judgment. Social media and smartphones, now they may have accelerated our demise. COVID also. But frankly, people don't want to do the effort to be a team. Relationships require work, presence, sacrifice. I grew up playing sports, so I love teams. No, I'm not going to speak about any one team in particular today for fear of insulting someone. But teams require one anothering. For a team to work, they have to sacrifice for each other. They have to prepare with each other. Some of the longest lasting friendships and relationships I have go back to being on a team. Whether it was a team in the church or a team outside the church. We built a relationship of trust and respect and service to one another and sacrifice. Actually, Webster's defines teamwork as work done by several with each doing a part but all subordinating, subordinating personal prominence to the efficiency of the whole. Teamwork is not me first. Teamwork is team first. Looking out for others. Making them more important than ourselves is what God called us to do. Loving one another, praying for one another. That's 
one of the best teams I could ever describe. Let's pray. Lord, help me um, to share your word, to stay out of the way, to not be distracted. But first and foremost, Lord, we need you because we know that you are the tie that binds. You strengthen every relationship we have. Help us, Lord. I pray in your holy name. Amen. If you will, turn to Ecclesiastes 4, where Derek read, and I'm going to give you a few minutes to turn back there in case you turned away. But it starts out with two or better than one. Like I said, I've used this to officiate weddings. More recently, Friday, as my aunt passed away, and what I believe, a broken heart, I used it again. When a team is bound together and that commitment's there, they need each other. They serve each other. They accomplish so much more than either could do alone or combined they could do separately. Now, while you're turning there also, let me tell you a little story. Some of you may have suspected, but no, I did not play in the NBA. As I was growing up, I loved all sports. I played every sport I could in, in elementary school and, and even more, tried out in middle school and high school. But only football lasted through, through high school. But let me tell you my basketball story. I could dribble the ball with my left hand or my right hand seamlessly. I could keep the ball away from anybody. I was really good at dribbling. However, I did not have the foresight to know that I would not be tall enough to not have to shoot three-pointers. So I did not learn to shoot three-pointers very well. Fast forward to middle school, I didn't make the team. The basketball coach was the PE teacher. And Coach P, I'm going to hide his name just so that uh, to protect the innocent. Um, coach P was a very tall and former college basketball player who had a habit of playing two players from his middle school team for a six-pack. Well, since I didn't make the team, I couldn't play him. And my friend Rodney made the team. Rodney and I were probably the shortest two to even try out. But Rodney got us a game with Coach P so that we could play two-on-one for a six-pack. Now, some of you are sitting there and you're holding your breath or you're going, wait a minute, a six-pack? I grew up in a tough area, but Coach P didn't drink coffee. Mountain Dew was his caffeine. So it was a six-pack of Mountain Dew. And Coach P would play and wear out his own team. All those players 
would play him two-on-one and would have to bring him a six-pack of Mountain Dew. Rodney and I somehow got a game with him. Rodney and I strategized that no, neither of us could shoot very well over Coach P, but if we kept him moving, if we passed the ball, we could stop him from blocking one of our shots. So we didn't gather together. We didn't play too close together. We worked and we played together. We sacrificed. Sometimes Rodney shot, sometimes I shot. We looked and worked for the better of the team rather than so that we could brag to everybody I scored 12 points on coach. Now you, you see where I'm going here. Two are better than one, but you have to have that focus, that focus on that common goal and be willing to sacrifice towards that common goal. And though Rodney and I may have been the first to win, others learn from it. And I think we can learn from it when we employ a strategy of team first, we can accomplish so much more. In Ecclesiastes 4, it says, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. Again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Earlier in chapter 4, it talks about and warns us against the selfishness of isolation or seeking superficial fame. Isolation from others is not what God intended. There's joy in fellowship. Scripture doesn't praise individual isolation. In fact, no, we are to think of others more so than self. God created us to be a team, to work together, to help one another. Truly, two is better than one because God created us to be that. He created man to be we, not just me. Two are better than one because they will have a better success together. Teamwork leads to success. Two are better than one because they have good reward for their labor. God created us to be team players and for teamwork from the very beginning. It is not good for a man to be alone. I will make him a helper suitable for him, it says in Genesis 2.18. Jesus even goes on to affirm that one man, one woman coming together, one flesh, in Matthew 19. Throughout Scripture, we're pointed at this that teams sharing in struggles, working together, evangelism, planting, growing, sharing life together, and serving others. The power of teamwork is obvious. 
the strongest families and marriages that I see come from looking at people I have met in the church because they have that third chord they have Jesus the power of teamwork in a family maybe the husband loses his job or the wife becomes ill they have better success to overcome because there are two but Jesus even sent the disciples out in twos Mark 6, 7 says, calling the twelve to him, he began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over impure spirits. Now, Jesus could have sent the disciples out one by one, and there had been better coverage, right? He could have got to more people, right? But Jesus knew the strengths of each other, the service to each other, and the service together that they could do more together. In John 4, 36, it says, Even now the one who reaps draws a wage and harvests a crop of eternal life so that the sower and the reaper may be glad together. References throughout Scripture describe how working together as a team has good results. If we work together toward a common goal, then there will be a good reward. When a team's effort is doing their part Subordinating personal preference or prominence to the efficiency of the whole. In most cases, the objective is far exceeded. Two are better than one because they will support one another in hard times. Teamwork gives support. First Thessalonians 5.11, that's easy for you to say. First Thessalonians, right? 1 Thessalonians 5.11 Therefore encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. Working together creates relationships. I read where Charles Swindoll said, Friendships must be cultivated. They don't automatically occur when calamity strikes. And then he went on to say, I have never heard of a rent-a-friend business either. One cannot walk alone and expect others to come alongside when they fall if they don't know they fail. If they have need, they need the other person there. The other person needs to know they have need. We have to come together and cultivate those friendships and relationships so that we can do one another's. If you aren't spending time with others, how will they know your need? Or how will you know their need? Another example I witnessed, and I want to applaud you. During COVID, our small groups, if you're part of a small group, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but you know who you are. We looked after, out after each other. Even though we weren't supposed to be together in large group, in fact, the government said we weren't supposed to gather at all, right? People called, checked on each other, went and took things, delivered things for each other where people that couldn't were served. Grief share, celebrate recovery, 
Sunday school, small groups, wherever you can, you can meet people and build relationships and walk together. We have Bible studies, not just Bible studies at night. We have Bible studies in the mornings. We have Bible studies all through the week here at the church. We, in those Bible studies, we have opportunity for you to meet and know and have people to walk alongside to help you or for you to help in our times of need. I hope if you're not connected that you will talk to Derek or call or come by the office and ask us about any of them. If you have some free time, I'm sure we can find somebody that wants to walk side by side and grow in the Lord and grow in service with you. God made us to be with others so we could help. Galatians 6, 2 says, Carry each other's burdens so that you will fulfill the law of Christ. I think I could go on all day by opening up the mic and letting it, us go around and people testifying about how somebody, some brother or sister in this church, in their Sunday school class, on staff, in one of the other groups, Grief Share, Feed the Hungry. That group in Feed the Hungry is tight. There's places for you to serve and get to know each other. And I think we could spend all day with testimony from each of you of how being with one another and serving one another, someone has done something for or to you when you had a need. That's teamwork. And that's what Jesus intended for us. Teamwork, or two, is, two are better than one because they will have strength to overcome. Teamwork provides strength. Teamwork provides strength. Proverbs 27, 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, no other person sharpens another. When I was in, and I don't know that I've ever been in peak physical condition, but when I was in my best conditions was when I worked out with another person. We had that accountability. We worked together. We spotted for each other. We shared in that. And we wanted to be there and show up for each other. The same with our spiritual health. We need that other person. We need to iron sharpen iron. We need to come together, study the word, pray together, pray for one another. When we do these things, when two or more are seeking after the Lord, they get stronger. Stronger in their faith. Stronger in their service. And stronger to withstand the temptations of this world. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many, it says in 1 Corinthians 12, 14. One of my first opportunities in managing in the business world a mentor came alongside and said, uh, I got some advice for you. Well, not having supervised for, for the first time, I, I was kind of looking for that because I was wearing out. I was wearing down. He said, 10 people doing a job is better than one person trying to do 10 jobs. I had a bad habit of thinking, well, I can do this or I can do that instead of delegating it. 
And frankly, I was getting in the way of the team because we weren't getting as much accomplished because we were waiting on me. There were people sitting idly. I can't do that. Here at the church, we can't do that. We have to engage. We have to have everybody on the team participating. To be strong, when I include others, they grow stronger and we grow a relationship. That service, serving together, you would be amazed at how close you grow when you work together to achieve an objective. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. The Lord calls the church to teamwork. And one of the greatest teams I can think of is the church. If you think about from the time that Jesus ordained the church into existence, sent the Spirit to bind it together, so many people have heard, so many people have come to know, so many lives have been changed. Much more so than two could ever do. The Lord calls the church to teamwork. When a church works as a team focused on God's calling, we're assured of those things that we've talked about for teamwork. Success, support, service, as well as strength. Teamwork for the church is serving God and people. Remember that phrase? Love God, love people, serve both. Well, teamwork in the church is serving God and serving people. And that's only possible when we have that tie that binds. When we love both. The Lord calls his church to teamwork. 1 Peter 4.10 says, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Good teamwork is not about I or me. Good teamwork looks out for each other. It's about doing for one another and others. Teams' needs come over our own preferences. Philippians 2, 3, and 4 says, Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than himself. The Bible also gives us an example in Acts 2, 46. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread together in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily for those who were being saved. Recently, we've seen some numbers added here at FBC. And I'm, I will assure you, there's some teamwork that's been involved. But for the team to achieve fully 
it must engage all of its team. They all have to be involved. Some financially, some prayerfully, some hands and feet, some teaching, leading, but we're all called. If you're part of this body, if you're part of this team, we need you. Is there anything we can do? Put our preferences secondary to the team's needs. Because there's a lot of people in Union County, surrounding towns and counties, that are lost. They don't have a team. They don't know Jesus. Maybe you're here and you don't know how do I find a place? Maybe you don't know how to be part of the team. What better, better way to start, though, is to just volunteer. We have a new team being advertised, the Connect team. That's meeting and greeting people. You can find your friend that way. You can get them connected. It's a brand new team. They're looking for members. But the church is more than just a bunch of individuals. As I've alluded to, we're a team. We need each of you. We need everyone if you're at home. If you're not able to come, we still need prayer. We still need resources. But the church is a family, not just a team. It's a family business, a family team, unified around a common faith, the belief in Jesus Christ as our Savior. We all became part of the team when we accepted Jesus as our Savior. Jesus, being God, came down as a man, lived a sinless life, born of a virgin, so that he could sacrifice himself. He could pay the price that we couldn't pay as sinful people to die for our sins and be raised on the third day. This common belief means that we're sons and daughters. We have eternal life if we believe. Do you have that tie that binds? Do you have Jesus? I hope so. If you're here and you have a decision you'd like to make, we're going to sing an invitation. Maybe you just need to pray. If you want to come to the altar and pray about, God, what do you want me to do? If you need to know how to accept Jesus as your Savior, we'll have ministers up here that will guide you, that will pray with you. Whatever your decision is, if you come up here to pray, I guarantee you there's a team of people sitting here 
that are willing to pray with you. Let's pray. Lord, as we close your service, let us be about the team business, the team work, so that we too will be stronger, stronger in our knowledge, in our faith, stronger in our friendships and our relationships, so that others may know you. Help our church, Lord, to be a unified team. And we know that only that is done through you. We need you. We praise you. In your name I pray. Amen.